0: Well, the world has still gone nutty, buddy, buddy Even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy Wish i missed the past, buddy, buddy But there's still cats No, don't be naughty, go meet it, buddy Here on Cast.
1: Hello, buddies. Hey, I warned you it was gonna be an interesting theme song.
0: Oh, man, I I gotta get I gotta get my my little prairie dog out here. Yeehaw, baby! Let's get it on. Yeehaw, baby!
1: Oh, that's one of the best reactions I've ever had to that song. <laughs> it's another episode of Buddy Cast. I'm your host Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is someone I admired growing up. You've seen them on Even Stevens. You've seen them on Cheaper by the Dozen. Mr. Stephen Anthony Lawrence. How you doing today, buddy? doing good nick thanks for having me on oh thank you for joining us it's just it's an honor it truly is a is so, all mine dude yeah so i gotta start out by asking how you got into acting oh boogie 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 got
0: into acting let's see here uh i was doing kind of the like oh god uh pad like kind of really embarrassing like pageant stuff when i was like a little kid yeah. I, I was i've been doing this way too way too long since I was I started I got my SAC card professionally when I was six. Mm-hmm. I was doing like baby modeling when I was like five, doing like commercials around then. Like my first commercial I ever did when I was I was probably I think five. I think it was a it was a South Pack Bell commercial. Back in the day, kids, we had these things called house phones. Uh we didn't have house uh, cell phones yet, but we had these things called house phones where uh you it was it's pretty much like a cell phone but for a house mm-hmm. so we it was for this phone company called south pack bell it was at camp snoopy i was just supposed to be some random kid in a uh, uh in a in a oh a big old stadium right a big old uh, football uh stadium and i was just supposed to be drinking a, a bunch of a bunch of soda in the, in the commercial uh and they probably i don't think they realized it was not a good idea to give a five-year-old that much soda because like every, every like probably three, three takes I had to go pee and it was like a big, and it was a big football stadium too. So like this, so you know, this PA had to give this five-year-old a piggyback ride up and down the, the, the the football stadium, at least God, that poor guy got to work out. I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: Oh, that was an awesome, awesome story. And you're right. Who, who in the right mind, like we're in that thinking process. Okay. We're going to have this little kid drink a bunch of soda. Cause got to think about it. A, the key, B the sugar, you know, like just the, just the. Well, this end. was, this like, was not
0: 1994. It, it was
1: yeah.
0: a, it, it was a different time, dude.
1: Yeah. But People, still, you know, yeah. you're still like, yeah. Like imagine thinking about that today. Like, okay. Kid everyone over here is going to be the kid drinking soda every three takes or something. Oh, remember, dude, you used to be the one with the remember like Pixie sticks, uh,
0: remember, dude, like, yeah, Pixie sticks. Dude, it was just a different time. You you were you yeah. know seat, seat belts were optional. You were you <laughs> were allowed to smoke a cigarette with your kid in the car. Like yeah. it was just
1: a different time, dude. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now we're now we're in a generation where we're wondering at the gender of a plastic potato. You know, here we are, man. You know the yeah. the thought the thoughts of today's society. Wooey, so. Now, one role that a lot of people would recognize you from today is your role as Beans and Even Stevens. Could you tell us about that, like how you how you um, wandered into that? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so I got a I got probably my
0: first professional agent when I was about six. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, you you just start going on auditions Uh, and I got the I got an audition for Even Stevens when I was about eight. And, you know, it it was only supposed to be a guest star. Uh, just like a one, one episode type of thing, uh, possible get possible reoccurring. And, uh, and so I, I just went on the audition, just started, started doing the thing. It's kind of one of those things. Okay, cool. Awesome. Great. Uh, bye. And then I get a call saying, oh, cool. I got a call back. Okay. And I do the call back. And one thing I always kind of did when I was younger is I was, I would always kind of leave them with like a joke, right? Okay. So I, I, I did this pirate joke. And they kind of liked the pirate joke. They brought me back again. They laughed even harder when I did it again, because I think I kind of screwed up the joke. Right. And I was like, Oh no, I I got it. I got it. And that's where I think they got that whole pirate joke thing from that. I screwed up the joke the third time. So they called me back, I think the fourth time and I'm doing the joke and I, I, I do it for the producers. And then I go back home and then they call me back again and I get the script and I see that the pirate joke had been written in the script. And I'm like, Oh, well, this is cool. This is good, but I still got to go audition. So it's like, man, this is going to be weird if I don't book the thing. Cause now my joke is in the thing. And <laughs> God, I just hope I get it. Cause this is going to be really hard to tell people that might ah, hi, Yeah. That that was my joke. Sure. It was. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so I'll say, Mm -hmm, yeah so i'm I'm, luckily i booked i booked the part and they kept me coming back so i guess it all worked worked out for the long run right
1: yes absolutely if you don't mind me asking do you remember that joke to this day oh god i'm gonna butcher it barely uh barely (laughs) there it was um
0: there was a pirate on the ship and the ship was a rocking on the rolling and i uh sorry i I gotta update my antivirus my stupid computer's telling me uh Let me see. So there was a pirate on the ship and the, and the, and the ship was a rocking and a rolling and uh, the pirate fell off the ship and I was like, hey pirate, how do you have uh, the hook? And he was like, "Ah, well, the ship was rocking and rolling. I fell off the ship and a shark came and bit off the arm. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, hey, well, how'd you get the peg leg? He was like, well, the ship was a rocking and a rolling. I fell off the ship and uh, sure came and bit off me leg i was like oh okay is, is that kind of how you got the eye patch he was like no 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 a seagull came and i forgot about me hook <laughs> or or something like that i it's, yeah, it's been, dude it's been 20 years i
1: totally understand it's something that like back then you were dying about you know today it's like how did that lend me a roll i yeah dude it was <laughs> yeah But speaking of your role as beans, do you like, were there any characteristics that you could relate to your character about when you were playing him? Like, uh, like you just, you felt like a connection to when, when being beans? Yeah, honestly, I kind of beans was kind of what I was
0: like when I was eight, nine, kind of wanting to fit in with the kind of older crowd. I think, Mm -hmm. um, kind of, Kind of the younger kind of goofy Dennis and menace brother. Yeah. To do do anything for a laugh. Um, you know, and honestly, doing a couple of weeks there, the kind of chemistry with the cast just really kind of informed the character. <laughs> if you know what I mean by that. Like uh, you know, you, you just do something and, and and they do that way. And acting is a lot like a dance where you know you do this, they do that, blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of base a chemistry off of that and it just kind of elaborates.
1: Love it. Love it. Now every actor's got him. Do you have a funny behind-the-scenes story you can share with us? I can share, yeah.
0: let me tell you. Oh, no, kidding,
1: kidding. Uh
0: <laughs> well, you sure, dude. Um, you know, okay, so we were shooting the movie, uh <laughs> and uh We could not get approval for the helicopter in the movie, right? You know how, okay, we couldn't couldn't get approval for it. The the Hawaiian government was looking at us like we were nuts, would not do it. So uh, we're shooting the thing, and after maybe the second take, we hear this, help, help, help. And we look over, and there's a guy that had fallen off the cliff because there was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit photo shoot going on on the cliff next to us. So somebody had fallen off the cliff because they wanted to get a sneaky peek at, you know, the ladies, right? Yeah. So it it stops production because then Coast Guard has to come out with their helicopter, rappel down, save the dummy that was trying to look at some boobies, put them back up here. And meanwhile... I didn't know this at the time. Uh, later, the executive producer is telling me, actually, the funny part of that story was, then the Hawaiian government is calling us saying, we didn't give you permission for a helicopter. Why do you have one? And we have to tell him, dude, the guy is not with us. Like, he didn't even work for our production company. He's just some random freaking tourist, you know? Oh. not involved with us at all. So that's uh, the funny part of the story.
1: Nice. I wonder if they would, if they were thought like, as this is going on, okay, you're rolling, right? You're doing it. You got this. Well, you CGI, don't worry about it, you know? Like yeah, this. I know.
0: Like, I wish we could have used that somehow, but I, yeah. yeah, they didn't want to, they didn't want to do it.
1: Yeah. So you were also in some fantastic movies, like um, Kicking and Screaming, Cheaper by the Dozen. What was it like being in hit movies with actors like Will Ferrell and Steve Martin?
0: Uh, dude, Dream Come True. I uh literally dream come true. I'm a Saturday Night Live buff, so Wait. working with them, just dude, you gotta number one, you gotta be on your toes, know your freaking lines, uh, and then just be ready to play. And with guys like Steve Martin and Will Ferrell, the directors are obviously gonna give them a ton of leeway to fucker mess around, you know. Okay. So it's just so much uh, 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 God, a, a gift to be able to work with actors and directors like that. You know, people don't know that, you know, Sean Levy, who directed Cheaper by the Dozen, went on to be the executive producer or, uh, uh, you know, or, or a producer for Stranger Things. Uh, so, you know, working with awesome p- people like that, dude, just literally
1: a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget in, the, in, Cheaper by the Do- or in Cheaper by the Dozen, I'll never forget the scene where your birthday party just goes totally astray. just everything that could happen at the end. There's you just looking up at this guy and Steve Martin about to pumble you, you know, dude. And then honestly, I didn't realize how big
0: of a how big of a thing it was to work with Paula Marshall because then, um, you know, I was thirteen. I didn't see californication at, at thirteen. Mm-hmm thing, you know, thank God. But then, you know, I, I saw that and I, I've seen a million other things Paul, Paula Marshall has done over the years and and Alan Ruck, you know, I, I you know, parents definitely let me watch uh, uh, Ferris Bueller, but just some of the, yeah, just working with all these people. Just, if, yeah, man, will,
1: it's amazing. I will say one other line that always cracks me up, like I always think back to, because I can relate to this, taking a walk almost every day, is the one part where it's like, there's like a montage and kicking and screaming where like you guys are winning games back and forth. And then there's, there's your character like talking to himself on the field. And then he goes like, dear God, I'm out of shape for an 11 year old or something like that.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that that's honestly, I think that was just kind of a joke. I think, I think I forget who the, I don't know. Um, Honestly, I I think that joke was funny as hell just because Mm -hmm. a lot of the kids were, you know, older playing younger. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like one of those child actor jokes where, you know, you're you're 18 to play 14 or some crap like that or, 20 you know, it's like, you know, man, you see some of these people. It's uh, high schoolers aren't supposed to have crow's feet. You <laughs> know, let's
1: it's one of those kind of jokes. <laughs> yes. 100%. So I got to ask now, what are you up to today? Like what is what's going on? You know, with, like what are you up to with like the pandemic or just like honestly
0: what I'm doing right now I'm I'm mainly just teaching I get I get a big kick out of that now I love teaching I I was lucky as hell to study with some amazing uh teachers uh like Gregory Berker so back who's teaching at Yale right now Ooh. um or what well you know we're, we're us but before the pandemic but um yeah so I'm sure he's doing the same thing I'm doing now probably but you know I'm I'm teaching I'm Doing cameos, doing the doing the radio show Rice and Beans, talking all the nuttiness going down, trying to trying to stay sane during quarantine, just mm-hmm. trying to do anything to stay sane during quarantine, man, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hey, that's why that's why Bicast exists, you know. So tell us about tell us about your show Rice and Beans. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I was
0: it was we we started it about maybe a, a two months or so before the election. Just everything is just. So insane, friend of mine. I I have a lot of your friends who are bipartisan. You know, uh, on both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Personally, I, I'm kind of, mm, I'm 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 halfway between left and the middle. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh. And you know, I have I have a lot of friends on the other side, and and, and it's got so crazy, dude. Oh, Uh, tell me about it. And I, I I don't believe in 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 reinforcing your own opinion on things i believe if you know you're progressive you know watch some other stuff to try to you know don't don't watch it to reinforce your own opinion
1: yeah you know i i, I what's to learn rather than he, to just you, you know, know that, 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 just to feel your fire
0: ab- absolutely that's where i'm at right now you know i i consider myself progressive but Dude, just some of this stuff is insane Uh. to me. Like, it's Women's History Month. Uh, You know, a friend of mine who will remain anonymous was getting attacked because she chose to uh, have a family. She always wanted to be a mother and have kids. You know, keep in mind she's had a career, but she wanted to be a mom too. Mm -hmm. You know, what the heck, man? I yeah. believe that should be celebrated too. Just like being celebrated a trans woman would. Why yeah. is that? You know, what the hell dude? Why, why is it
1: like this? Um, that's the unfortunate part. Like I know exactly what it's like. Like um, October is dwarfism awareness month. I have a form of dwarfism. So you'll see me on Facebook, you know, going all out because it's a month celebrate me. But I understand that. Like we, I've gotten some stuff about me that, you know, I can't control. Like I tell everyone every day, if I had the ability to wake up tomorrow and go, I'm going to be six foot five and shoot, you know, and then turn around and have my feet hit the floor automatically. And the next day I want to be five foot two again or something like that. You know how much fun I'd have? Like, you know, how I would be, that would be awesome. But at the same time, people treat you like you have that power. Like you chose to be a little person today. You know, you chose to like, it's gotten, it's gotten pretty bad. I'll tell you one story that I don't think you're going to believe. I was walking into church one day with my mom and I stepped aside to hold the door for her, like a gentleman, and someone drove by on a nearby street and yelled out their window, I think Mansion. Yeah, hey, dude. It. Fuck,
0: like, yeah, it. people people just suck. I don't I, I don't know where we're at
1: in, in society anymore, man. We're yeah. in some weird times, dude. We're in times that like if you just like it, we're in a times where I, it's sad to say, but differences aren't seen as, you know, what they used to be. Like it used to be, you know, Hey, like if someone were to say something like that, 10 people would have corrected them saying, Hey, we don't say that. Or we don't do that. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, some people just keep moving. Like, I didn't hear that. I don't know what just happened or, you know, yeah. but it's not, but honestly it's those movements that make you cause a change. Like I remember, um, this so the um, October of 2019, I actually got a petition. So I actually got a um, house resolution signed by our um, by our local representative because earlier that year, the Zach Brown band. Have you ever you've listened to them before? Yeah, right?
0: yeah, of course. Yeah, I've heard of Zach Brown band.
1: Yeah, they had a um, they pulled a stunt with dwarfism. They had a little person come and wrestle an average height person, which. You know, it could be seen as comical, all that stuff. But when you factor in all these other things, like, you know, the alcohol consumption at concerts or just oh, yeah, you know, fans stuff. they have, you know, there was a little person working that venue that night. So all it takes is one fan who just had one too many to go, I know you, you're the guy on stage. Come on, let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, just the walk from the stadium to his car is like a walk for your life. Like, it's just that.
0: Yeah, it's that's, that's you, not cool. I you know yeah. ugh, people need common sense, but at this, I don't know. Here, I I'm a little conflicted. I'm gonna have a kind of a guess a different opinion. Uh, I yeah. guess not yeah. not on not on that, yeah. but you know, I've I've played an elf before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crap, dude! I've probably made crap eighty thousand dollars as an elf. So I'm laughing all the way to the freaking bank. Mm-hmm. So so.
1: I don't know, man. At the same time, you're not playing like that stereotypical elf that's like, you know, going up and kicking someone in the shins or like, you know, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, it's not that, it's like, it's about the image that you play, honestly. Yeah, yeah. you're
0: not doing it to hurt somebody. No, yeah. You know, like, okay, was Will Ferrell playing an elf to hurt little people? No, he wasn't. No. Of course not. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's all, for me, it's all about the intention. It's all about the um it's all about just who you are like what you're portraying and why like you know I don't like the Austin Powers person like I love the comedy in it and everything but when it comes to how they portray little people it gets me because some people actually like I remember I was in a fraternity once and if you've seen the third movie there was a line that between mini me and uh, Michael Caine, there was a conversation that someone actually came brought to my attention was like I gotta know, man. I've been watching that movie, and I gotta know. It was I can't mention it on air, but it was a ridiculous question that you think today. Like if I were to tell you right here, right now, you'd be like, "What in the world made them think that?" But for them, it's like that stereo. Like it's it's like a stereotype, you know.
0: It's I it's it's, it's I think it is. It's totally a stereotype, absolutely. Yeah. But then you know, you have you're you're so grateful for for actors like Dinklage. I know yeah. everybody's gonna say 100%. Dinklage. You know who. Yes, he is a little person. That being said, dude, he that's not all he is. And, in the and, and and the roles he's casting are so much more, dude. Yes.
1: He has rewritten the whole like the whole dwarfism in the media perspective because he is taking on roles that like like Game of Thrones. He's not this character that's it's,
0: it's representation yeah. instead of stereotypes. It's exactly.
1: it's, a, it's the same thing, man. Exactly. And that's where I love, like I love pointing people towards those shows. Like, I love it because he's got a, he's got an inspirational story behind him because of how hard he's worked to get where he is.
0: We actually and, worked together on Thirteen Moons way back when ooh. I was a kid. I uh, <laughs> on Thirteen Moons, uh, Steve Busimi played um, ho- oh oh god the one clown, um, not homie the clown, not homie um, Bozo Bozo the <laughs> clown. And back in the day Bozo the Clown had a show on national television. He actually got canceled because he got up in some kid's face going rrr, 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 rrr. And, and the little kid goes "Fuck off, clowny." So I pl- I played the cl- the kid that said "F you clowny" to Steve Buscemi and uh Dinklage paid his, played his play to psychic in the in the movie. So, it was an interesting movie for sure.
1: <laughs> what was it like working with Dinklage?
0: Dude, I was, I was, God, six years old. I wish I was older now because I'd have more,
1: you know, better, better memories from it, but. Yeah. yeah, You would have, been, you would have, you would have said, oh, I would have gotten the autograph. I would have gotten the photo. Probably,
0: would- dude. I'd have a million questions for the guy. Just pick his brain on the craft of acting. Just do yeah. it. Hey, if you still
1: have any connection, if you still have, I know it's a long shot. If you still have any connection by any chance, feel free to send it this way, you know? Hey, dude, you, you same as you, man. Same as you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now I gotta ask: in your own words, was it mean to be someone's buddy?
0: That's a complicated question, man. Especially you're asking someone in the entertainment industry. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people here in my industry, uh, or your our industry, tend to be mm-hmm. surrounded by yes men a lot of the times. So a lot of times, man, it being a buddy is telling someone the unpleasant thing mm-hmm. and, uh, doing, doing what's right as mm-hmm. being a buddy.
1: Yeah, it is that time. It's that hard love. It's that hard. Hey man, that's not right. Cause if you're just being a buddy, that's a boredom. Hey, let's go do this today. Okay. Hey, let's go make this stupid decision. Jay. Okay. Being a buddy sometimes means, Hey, let's bring it back to earth. Like let's, you know, like we've had a couple tonight or something. Let's not get behind the wheel and risk our life.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, oh, dude, yeah. you're you're screwing up, dude. Yeah, screwing, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Giving you that tough love, not because they want to be a jerk about it, but because yeah, they and
0: also, you know, yeah, just being there for them. It's uh, yeah, it's complicated. It's
1: it is, but it's it's all about being a buddy. It's it's being a caring buddy, you know. And speaking of being a caring buddy, part of being a caring buddy is also being a charitable buddy. So, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why?
0: I got a Big one, you know. Uh, let's see, it is Women's History Month. Let's go with uh, Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. They do a lot of great work, great charity, and uh, most of the money goes to the, the actual issues and not administrative fees. Please check with uh, how much money actually goes to the cause with some of these charities. Please, a lot of yeah. them are bad.
1: <laughs> oh, I we almost got uh. We almost ran into a situation yesterday. I'll tell you about it off air, but let's just say I'm currently running on two hours of sleep right now. So, Wow. Hey, there was a point in college where I almost went 48 hours without sleep. Like there was, it's called a senior thesis. Don't do
0: that. Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, don't do that, man. Your sleep is so right. it is vital.
1: Oh, so important. There. Sleep is vital, but don't be the, don't be like the guy like me who decided, you know what? I can... I'm just gonna worry about this later. I'm gonna do this. No, you will regret it, and you will literally ask yourself, "Where am I?" Like you will have that moment. Like you will have that senior moment of, "Where am I? What am I doing? Or what was I doing?" You know.
0: Oh, nothing. Oh no, no, no. I was actually literally. That's wild. You bring that up because I was literally just watching. Got a pot another podcast about about that. How important getting six to eight hours of sleep is because Mm -hmm. uh you're you you just retain let's say you know you read a script or something yeah uh if you uh work on it and then you get eight hours of of sleep your retention will be something along the lines of like 30 uh, 30 times better than if you got three hours or something like that it's it's remarkable
1: yes and you're right it is like as much as you want to stay up because you want to cram as much a information in like on a test night or something at the same time you need to sleep because otherwise you're going to forget things you're going to be exhausted you're not going to be able to focus you're just gonna you're just gonna lose it all and that the someone like a professor is gonna know that honestly they're just gonna take one look at you and go good luck
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: true so now i've got what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question and i'm gonna split this up into two parts for you you ready for it ready first off what is your advice to anyone who wants to go into acting? Don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: kidding. kidding, kidding, kidding. kidding. <laughs> oh god! No, honestly, oh dude, on, only on, honestly, I'm kind of gonna go with that. Only do it if you really want to do it. Um, right. It's a lot of rejection, uh, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta really want to do it, man. As this damn industry eats people up and shits them out, I'm gonna <laughs> keep it real with y'all um so yeah only do it if you really want to do it It, uh...
1: yeah and that's that's perfect advice you know because sometimes you gotta do you gotta be willing to you gotta be willing to give 110 percent for something you know like you gotta get not just for a major role like beans or something but like you said for a role that's you know Bean was supposed to only be one show you know one show one take like hey this is you know and then he turned out to be uh a hit character in the in the television show because yeah, you, you gave it all you got. You didn't just go in and go, okay, let's just read these three lines and get it over with, you know? Well, of course, dude, because I, I don't want to come across as
0: one of those child, ex-child yeah. actors, where, no, 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 you no. know, you, you seem guilty, dude. It's like, honestly, I, 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 I see so many like rock stars, rock stars or something like that, where they don't want to sing their, their, their hit song, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, it's for me, it would be like walking past my framed lottery ticket and going stupid lottery ticket. Yeah. Uh,
1: Why? You know, that is why people like you, bro. Stop. Yeah. And I understand that too. Like there are some people who, you know, like how many times, like we had Steven Tobolowsky on the show from groundhog day. Mm -hmm. How many times do people probably ask him, you know, can you do the Ned Ryerson Can you do that whole like that's his cameo thing right now? Mm -hmm. Or like, um, or like we had the soup Nazi Larry Thomas from Seinfeld. How many people a day ask him, No soup, but you, right? You know, like it's just this. I I
0: actually met uh, uh, Ned, uh, the soup Nazi. We actually did this, uh, uh, we went out to Louisiana together, like uh, right after Katrina. it was really interesting. <laughs> he it, it was it was uh it was for Thanksgiving, it was for the relief workers, right? Mm-hmm. So this was so surreal, man. Uh the the person who won like top chef that year cooked the the Thanksgiving Day dinner for the relief workers and then they had a bunch of the actors be the waiters. So they had me uh lucy lawless she's you know xena warrior princess so they had like me xena warrior princess uh another guy from like chicago fire and then the soup nazis serving the soup and it, it was just the most random freaking thing i think i've ever seen in my entire life it was something from the twilight zone so they would have <laughs> those I don't know, man.
1: It was so weird. I just yeah. thought
0: I, you brought, you brought up the soup Nazi. I thought that was yeah. a random, random yeah. story. Yeah.
1: I got to ask now in a joking sense, did they have you serving beans? They didn't. They
0: just had me uh, serving, serving, uh, serving dinner, bringing people food. And it was, it was cool to help out. So a lot of the yeah. rel- relief workers here, man.
1: Yeah. But props to you for doing that, you know? So the, but this brings me to the last part of the question, which is, what do you think beans advice would be for the world today?
0: Oh, beans, beans—the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Uh, something like that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no. And oh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, beans, beans might go. Beans might even go vegan now, because of all the cholesterol and calories and bacon. He might be trying turkey bacon for all we know.
1: Oh, good. Good advice. Well, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure to have you. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat. But for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Again, thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. And I have one favor to ask you today. Of course. Go be someone's buddy today. Do it. Do it. Yes. And...
0: And go book an acting class
1: with me on with Koji slash Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Ooh, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to look at it. Send, that to, send us that link and we'll put it in the comments. Yeah, sorry, man. I had to get the shameless plug in there. No, not a problem at all. Hey, <laughs> that's what this show is about, promoting. Promoting. We promote you. So, But thank you again, and we will catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them laugh Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast Don't be laughing, to make everybody yeah, here on Buddy Cast